Hey there! Welcome to Sky Gems Academy podcast. At Sky Gems Academy, our vision is to build a community of new generation leaders with strong core values, high level of self awareness, high self worth, and passionate individuals who will give back to the community and the environment. We are focused on delivering high quality blended online learning of 21st century life skills delivered and taught online, practiced and perfected offline. Our philosophy is to inspire, educate, and nurture. We work towards inspiring and igniting sparks. We listen, we coach, we fine tune, and accelerate the mastery of 21st century life skills for various age groups. Our blended learning programs are curated from the early years to above 60 years old, as we believe in providing high quality, lifelong learning for everyone. SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1. How COVID-19 Transformed the Education Industry We will take you inside the minds and behind the scenes of 40 exclusive leaders and educators in the education industry. We've interviewed 40 exclusive educators and leaders in the education industry worldwide, starting with China where the pandemic initially started. You will hear from the leaders in the education industry sharing candidly their views on the possible changes that will take place in the education industry post-COVID-19. Be sure to tune in to SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1 to listen and learn from the amazing stories, experiences shared, challenges faced, and techniques used by educators in different cities and countries to adapt and overcome their challenges personally as well as professionally in their respective roles in the education industry during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Let's dive in to SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1. Introducing to you our host, Alyssa. Hey guys, it's Alyssa. Hope everyone is keeping well. SkyGems Academy Podcast is a passion project that my team and I kicked off in early 2020. As we are all facing the unprecedented events and experiences impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, we find that there is an urgent need to unite the global community of educators and leaders to progress forward together. Our main objective is to create a platform for all global leaders and global communities to come together to document these historic moments for our future generations. SkyGems Academy podcast is a platform for everyone from all around the world to share, listen, learn, communicate, collaborate, and come together to network and help one another to pull through this very challenging period that has impacted the global community. In each episode of SkyGems Academy Podcast Series 1, How COVID-19 Transformed the Education Industry, you will find yourself immersed and engaged in in-depth discussions and thought leadership in various aspects of education, technology, humanity, diversity, disparity, and collaborations in the education space. We are very grateful and sincerely appreciate each and every one of you who has motivated us, encouraged us, contributed in your own very special ways 
especially our 40 exclusive guest speakers from all around the world. A big thank you to all and a big shout out to all of you. Sky Gems Academy podcast, 32nd speaker is Emma Rowlands. Emma was born in Brisbane, Australia, but grew up in Cork Island. She was educated in Ireland, Germany, France and America. At university, she read pure mathematics and philosophy for her bachelor's degree and was awarded a Master's of Arts in Mathematics Education. Emma is currently the Dean of Academics and Student Culture at True North Classical Academy in Miami, Florida, USA. A Singapore math specialist, Emma has acted as a consultant to schools in North America, South America, Europe and Asia. She was honoured to be a mathematics consultant for the Florida Department of Education when they were writing the BEST standards for mathematics to replace Common Core in 2019. It became an adventure, a very humbling adventure, trying to figure out how best to teach in a way we had never taught before. The students became our guide, said Emma. Now I'm pleased to present to you Emma Rowlands. Today, we have the honor and privilege of having Miss Emma David all the way from Florida, Miami, Florida, together with us. A very warm welcome to the Skyjam podcast, Emma. Thank you so much for making time for this. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Emma. Thanks for joining us again. And uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to uh, everyone listening in to you today? Okay. Um... My name is Emma Devitt. I am the Academic Dean and Dean of Culture at True North Classical Academy in Miami, Florida. And I also train teachers in Singapore mathematics in schools in different countries across the globe. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for that uh, lovely introduction. Emma, I know you've just been busy uh, for the past few months and uh, also today's been a long day for you. Thank you for making time. With uh, the current pandemic that hit us all so suddenly, COVID-19, how do you feel about the current situation? It's a mixture of Mm. anxiety and hope. We had 9,000 positive cases yesterday in Florida alone. Um, And at the same time, hopeful with everything I've seen happen within our community and the global community since COVID started spreading. Thank you, Emma, for sharing. In terms of where you are now in Miami, Florida, would you be able to share with us some of the challenges that you faced during this period? Yes, well, before we went into our shelter in place, I was actually in Northern Florida working with the Department of Education on the new mathematics standards for Florida. Um, My father who lives in Ireland, who's a doctor, called me and asked me not to fly home that day. Um, and advised me to rent a car and drive home very quickly. Uh, That evening, we went into shelter in place, and the schools closed, and life in Miami changed. We were very fortunate to be on spring break the following week, so our school and our faculty very much brainstormed and planned and tried to pull off the impossible, in a matter of a week, and we reopened virtually the following Monday. It was um, a very big change for our school because we are a classical school and we do not use technology in the classroom. And we had to create a LMS and create curriculum 
learn how to teach virtually, figure out how to engage our students, and most importantly, how to keep our community together while we would all be physically apart. Uh, it was a big challenge that seemed very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I was very impressed and surprised and grateful to all of the assistance we had from other schools in other states and other countries. Everybody went from league tables where you're in competition to sharing every resource they had. Companies opened up their websites and gave us free access. And we were able to provide an equitable education for all of our students. So it was, a, it was an amazing experience in, in a very frightening time. There's really a, a lot that you've gone through in a very short period of time. Thanks for sharing that, Emma. And Emma, when you face those challenges during that period, how do you overcome those challenges and how do you adapt to it? It was very humbling because mm -hmm. we were a very successful school and we went from being ready to test our students at the end of the year to see how well we had done to worrying about whether or not they would have food, uh, whether or not they would be safe. All of those things that are very important at a school that we take for granted every day, that kids are fed and they're taken care of and they have advocates, disappeared overnight. We were very fortunate to be able to secure enough devices, both mobile phones for hotspots and laptops, whereby we were able to keep in contact with all of our students. And it became a, an adventure, <laughs> a mm. very humbling adventure, trying to figure out how best to teach in a way we had never thought before. And the students became our guide in that our initial plan was asynchronous. We did all the research. We did all the PDs. It lasted three days at our school, and we realized that we were not engaging our students in the way we wanted to, and we switched to a synchronous plan overnight. And that's really when I believe we truly connected with our families and our students and our staff in a very positive way when the human connection was a vital part of every day. Uh, we had classes in the morning and our teachers taught live for up to 30 minutes. And that was important to us because we did a lot of research on online learning, retention rates, and attention. We have a lot of students that have attention issues. And then the next 30 minutes would be social time of interacting, engaging, wellness checks, talking to the teacher, getting help with their homework, and very much being a part of that socio-emotional support group for each other and having an adult present because many of our students were home alone. Many of our uh, community at our school were essential workers and they had to continue going to work and leaving very young children at home alone. So the teachers became very important parts of the day when we had young children who suddenly became carers for even younger children and all of a sudden they had an adult presence in their home. That is really, um, and I like the way you say it, adventure that you all have gone through during these very challenging times. I think that is something um, very enlightened for me to hear that actually teachers are playing part of the social emotional support for the children at home 
not just pure education in terms of teaching and then uh, learning, but really about being there for them at their homes, even though it's remotely done. So thank you for sharing that, Emma. Emma, during this period of time, what are key lessons learned that you could share with us? For us, we like to plan and we like to execute a plan. And we suddenly uh, learned that we needed to be able to pivot day to day and not hold on to that plan when it wasn't working. Uh, We did a lot of research on post-Katrina education and we found a lot of very important research about the learning losses that had been measured when children finally did return to school. And we found that most children, it was reported, had two years below grade level, or sometimes the losses were even more. And it didn't matter and couldn't be predicted by family income, student age, or even what school they attended prior to Katrina. So our focus initially was very much on preventing learning losses. How do we make sure that our children learn? As the first week of teaching progressed, we suddenly learned that our focus, while it was important, that it couldn't be achieved without first looking at the wellness of our staff and the wellness of our students and their families. We had a lot of families who lost loved ones and could not attend the funerals. We had a lot of families who suddenly lost their income. Some of them lost their homes. And it became very apparent very quickly that the focus of every day was very much how are the children doing? And learning almost became a distraction for them uh, in a positive way where we could keep them engaged, we could keep them connected, and we could keep them very much a part of our community so they didn't feel alone and isolated. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Um, And I think you guys really put a lot of emphasis on the well-being of the community. And uh, Emma, the uh, education industry that we are in clearly has gone through quite a bit of transformation during this period. How did COVID-19 change the education industry And what are your views that will take place in the education industry post-COVID-19? I feel a sense of connectiveness within the educational community that I did not feel before. Companies gave their software away for free. Schools gave all of their knowledge and teachers' knowledge to each other to help. And I feel like that global community of learners is much more connected now than it was prior. It is very exciting to be a part of something where everybody has the same end goal and everybody has a different experience. As COVID spread around the world, there were so many lessons learned shared by educators, by leaders, by communities, and I feel like we all did better because of it. And with equity of education being so important, For the future generations, it is an exciting time to be an educator. It's a very uh, innovative time where classical schools can become virtual (laughs) schools uh, (laughs) like we did. And um, private schools and state schools um, become partners. So it was a a very innovative time where the well-being of the community came first. And education was seen as a priority and a right of everybody. 
So I think a lot of good has come from it. And I do believe that the, the sharing of information and knowledge and lessons learned is going to change education in a very positive way. And it's going to allow educators to become more collaborative. And it definitely, I think, will improve education in any and all countries that are willing to look globally as opposed to just within. That's great. And I think the uh, collaboration and you say the uh, connectivity within the community has actually really shined through during these tough times and even more so in the education industry. That's really, really nice to hear and also very heartwarming to hear, especially when we are going through such challenging times. What are your views on the um, education industry post-COVID-19? Do you see any big change coming along the way? I hope so. Mm -hmm. Uh, We took it as something we had no control over within our education system here. We had to keep people safe. Therefore, we had to change our pedagogical practices and our, our delivery. I think that has to change the way education is looked at and dissected in the future. We ended up accelerating groups of students who would never have had that opportunity had they been confined to a school building. We were able to remediate and provide intervention for students in an individual way that is usually not possible with a teacher-child ratio when you're physically at school. So I think education has definitely changed. And as long as we share with each other, I'm excited to learn all the new ways we can reach different types of learners and different students at different levels and allow them to succeed. This definitely for us, we set aside the curriculum path. We set aside the vertical articulation Students got to play with knowledge and they got to listen to their older brother or sister's class or their younger brothers and sisters class. Mm -hmm. Um, Parents got to be a part of their child's classroom because they happened to be sitting next to them working on their own device. And all of a sudden you had conversations at dinner tables about the day and everybody was an active participant, not just hearing about it from one member of the family, but having actually observed it themselves. So I think really amazing things can happen with education when a whole family is engaged in a discussion about what people learned that day, and when communities come together and support each other. I know our faculty grew so much closer through our weekly, normally we would have meetings and we would talk about education. And this time around, we had meetings and we talked about education, but we also got to know each other in a very different way through this virtual medium. And people started to shine, people's strengths started to shine. And lots of people took on leadership roles that they may never have had the opportunity to do before. And it really did open up so many possibilities for people to become experts and leaders in their strengths. So hopefully education is going to change a lot and the model will be adaptive and constantly adapting to the needs of our modern society. Thank you, Emma, for sharing your your views. It's really um, very uh, interesting and also very enlightening to hear about those uh, positive changes that has taken place. And I'm sure that will continue on as we progress. So thank you, Emma. Well, Emma, as we are now yeah, going through different phases of the COVID-19 pandemic, 
would you have a new normal for yourself? And if yes, could you share with us? For me, I have had to accept that the only constant is change. And I'm a person who likes to plan. And planning isn't possible at the moment as day-to-day different things happen within the community with COVID that mean that the following day must be different. For me within education, I hope very much that my children, my own and the children I teach, will continue to thrive regardless of what medium they're learning through. And I think the most important thing that we need to strive to do is to help schools and children and family that were not as successful throughout this time and help those students get caught up. Otherwise, this becomes a generational problem. And I think that hopefully the new normal will be collaborative education for all. Thank you, Emma, for sharing the new normal and also very much of insights. Emma, now we come to the um, very important part of the podcast episode. We'd like to hear from you, your messages, or any more message that you have for your future generations. The most important thing that I learned throughout all of this is how important taking care of your own health and your family's health is. When we read the science and we look at the environment and we look at our food chain and we look at all those different factors that were a part of the spread of COVID, you start to realize that we need to make fundamental changes in our daily life. And to generations in the future, I think I would say learn from the past, but also don't always be reactive, try and be proactive and try and turn every situation into something that can be positive and that you can, you can learn from. Thank you, Emma. That's um, a really very good message and also very deep message for the future generations. And I'm sure all the listeners and also the future generations will be appreciative of what you just shared with us. Very insightful information, insightful experiences, and also a lot of fantastic viewpoints that we all can reflect and also learn from you as we progress in these challenging times. Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much once again for your time. Such an honor and pleasure to have you on Stajam's podcast. I look forward to seeing you again in person very soon. I hope that's going to be soon. <laughs> I'm not sure when, but uh, in between now and then, I'm sure we'll catch up again. Really appreciate your time, Emma, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I do hope we see each other again soon in person. Thank you, Emma. You have a great day and take good care of yourself and your family. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode at Sky Gems Academy Podcast Series 1 on the topic of how COVID-19 transformed the education industry. If you enjoyed today's episode and you love the vision and mission of Sky Gems Academy, can you please help us to convince others to tune in to Sky Gems Academy Podcast 2? Please kindly subscribe to Sky Gems Academy Podcast. Please also kindly leave a quick review and rate Sky Gems Academy Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Breaker and various Sky Gems Academy's podcast channels. That would mean the world to us, so thank you so much for your support.
visit our website at www.skygemsacademy.com to find out more about our distinguished speakers and about Sky Gems Academy. We appreciate you and your continuous support. Thank you for tuning in to Sky Gems Academy podcast. High five and peace out.